welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Ketamine is kicked in. Drag Race Down Under has crowned its first superstar, and well, it was the only right possibility. It's time to break down this grand finale, and joining me are two boys who will probably compete in my competition, Corn Tweak, one day. It's Russell and Tom. Hello. Good morning. G'day, g'day, g'day. <laughs> jokes. I'm We're here for the evening. jokes. Uh, bang. <laughs> jokes um so this is the earliest podcast that i've ever recorded it is like 8 45 ish on east coast time so it's like 10 45 down in australia yes that it is that it is um how are you both doing russell would you like to kick us off i'm fine (laughs) um i i i can't imagine what it's like to be below the equator right now so I, I'm just in shock that we have a guest from a different world, essentially. Right? Isn't it's it always fun? better Isn't under cool? the equator, really. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, Tom, you are in... <laughs> that was a great joke, and I don't think you got it. No. What was, what... You didn't hear it? You, it's always hard below the equator. Oh, oh, no, uh, I, I got it, got it, got it. Yep. Right, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm on like a two-hour delay. There you go. Uh, so, so Tom, you all are on lockdown again. Yes, so we went back into lockdown again at midnight last night. Um, so, you know, we're up to I'm 10 hours and 55 minutes into it. Sorry, 22 hours and 55 minutes into it even. Um, yeah, so that that's me. Yeah, so home. what are you planning on doing for the next two weeks? Besides um, watching watch all of Paul. the possible... <laughs> yeah, there's so much drag race to watch. Yes, I will probably just re-watch every past season because, you know, what else am I going to do with my time? I could do my are job, you... I guess. That That's true. Are you watching Drag Race Espana? Uh, I started the first episode the other night, but no, I didn't get very far with it. Um, I wasn't alert enough to read subtitles and watch drag at the same time. And yeah, it's I a challenge. Know, I know habla espanol, so no. Yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. Believe me, trying to watch it and then rewatch it to take notes, it's a process. Um, now, Russell, it is it is Pride weekend. How are you going to be celebrating your pride? Well, I work at a company whose CEO is very gay, um, and I'll be working. That's pride. <laughs> no, I, I well, helped a queen participate in the pageant, um, and that was fun. That was for pride two days ago. That's good. That's fine. Yeah. What, what was the pageant? Um, for Miss Visiting Nurses Service of New York. Cool. Did they win? Yeah, it was great. They didn't, which was disappointing. They never win when I help out. <laughs> oh. We've consistently come in second place every time. Damn it. 
well, next time, next time it's going to happen. Well, I, I have some drag news of the week before we begin. Are you ready? Scarlett Adams is on OnlyFans. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> um, is she also no blacks, no no people ah! that are of other things? But it, I mean, you never know. She could just participate as all of the other races herself. It, it's that's Ooh, very very true. Yeah, I don't I don't know. True, um, yes. She she every photo that she's posted alongside uh, the OnlyFans that's not like a professional photo, just her like taking a selfie. She looks kind of angry and bitter. So I think karma has finally caught up to her, realizing that her past mistakes um, has led to her not winning RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. So she's got to make the money somehow. Looking for a new revenue stream. Realize she has no fans in drag, so OnlyFans is the only way for her to get fans. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Now, now again, one one more thing before we start. Tom, you came up with a, a drag name the other day. I, I did. I have yeah. multiple drag personas. Um, none of them are real. Um, was it Delta Strain? That one. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. She's she's taking over Sydney as we speak. Actually. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, she is quite sickening. There you go. There it is. That's that's, well, that's all the terrible puns <laughs> that I have for right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to dive into the grand finale of Drag Race Down Under. Um, kind of an interesting episode. Kind of. Very interesting. Interesting is a strong word. It just felt anticlimactic. The whole season did. Yeah, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Well, it is after the elimination and Kidamine assassinated the lipstick assassin. Electra is gone. And in Electra's message, she says that the only that only one queen could beat her, and that's the winner of Drag Race Down Under. And Scarlet doesn't take too fondly of this message. She thinks just like Electra's taste level, it's very wrong. How did you think... Um, Electra's message w- went over with everyone. Do you think she was ballsy saying that Kidamine should win? No, it was very a uh, Mariah Paris Balenciaga moment. Congratulations, yeah. Roger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, it, it was definitely um, a power move. And you know what? I kind of liked it. It was, it was very, very, very kind. Kidda thinks it's bittersweet and she is proud of Electra. And Karen says that Electra could have been defeated any of the weeks, but she kept on going. But Art and Scarter are like, do you think she kind of just gave up in the lip sync? To be honest, I believe that's the case. Really? Yeah, I um yeah, I do. No, like, yeah, I was very disappointed with that lip sync as a whole. So the song, the lip sync song is a anthem in Australia and New Zealand. And yeah, I was expecting a hell of a lot more from Electra in that. So I mean, I feel like I, it was obvi- maybe a tap out moment. Obviously, she did that little fake out walk to the back, and um, and we know that was a little whatever for the confessional. But I, we've seen her do splits, we've seen her do tricks. She didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, she lip synced too early, too often. Yeah, yeah, too often, too early. Either way, they both yeah. work. And so she gave up all of her tricks and she got reprimanded for just doing a split and being that her talent. 
did not hold yeah. up to that. Well, I don't know what we expected, but she couldn't have done more. It wouldn't have been appropriate. That's fair. That's I mean, but again, song. No, but um, Kid also was just standing there because she couldn't really with, move in the in that yeah, with look. nine inch platforms on her stacks yeah. aren't going to move. Yeah, but um, I think really that for me that lip sync was all about the power of emotion and how if, if you can really mouth those words, you will take full focus. And she did very well. Kidda, that is. Kidda is going to delete the bold truth from the mirror, but she realizes it comes down to her to bring the crown home. It's in her reach. They are the top four or... Yes, exactly, to New Zealand. They are the top four, or as some call it, the top three plus Art. Um, Art knows she knows she hasn't won a challenge, but she hasn't wasted her second chance. Karen thinks that Art has a chance to win and that her place in the competition is valid. She only missed one week. That, for me, was a, a sign of the editors trying to trick us and think, oh, Art still has a chance. Did you buy it? Did you, did you think Art did have a chance? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Right, me too. Um, kinda, I kind of got scared there. As much as I love Art Simone, it, sh- it just would have made this season feel like a complete joke. Because it wasn't don't... already. Right. Just doesn't make sense that they brought her on you know made her they gassed her up and then did couldn't throw her any kind of softball win yeah yeah it was unfortunate scarlet has won three challenges since she feels good she thinks she's a drag queen superstar and karen is surprised that scarlet won with half a beard showing um how dare she uh she's got one too honestly I don't know. Like the, the, I feel like she lasers away all of her facial hair. She's probably one of those queens. There was nothing on that child. Scarlet. Oh oh, yes, they do. Um, Miss Aquaria. Oh, you know. She does her stories. She doesn't. I just assumed the Aquaria was naturally. Oh, okay. Wow, look at that. (laughs) Look at Scarlet. She, so she clearly she can um, grow some facial hair. There, there we go. Um, before we get to the next day, we had a little bit of a wig swap. Um, I thought Scarlet looked really good in Karen's purple wig. She looks like a big drag queen. Do you remember that? It was only a week yeah. ago. We've had like five episodes of the Drag Race since then. I know it's yeah. true. It really is true. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks then, good, but that's fair. And then so Karen, like anything is going to look yeah. good. And Karen wore Art's calf wig, which was not a look. That was not not cute. Oh yes, I did. Yes, now I yeah, I recall now. Of course. Well, it is the next day, the final episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Forever? Question mark. Um, no, I, we're getting a second season. We have to, but we'll we'll, we'll end with that. Kitta believes she's going to win this fucker. Also, um, Art shaved the side of her head because just wanted to point it out because obviously she's going to wear an updo later. The girls sit around the table and it suddenly becomes a flashback episode. And I kind of love the editing of this moment. It was very, very funny. For me, it like reminded me of Big Brother because when they had their um, recap episodes, because the acting was so over the top and silly and stupid, but 
Um, we have some funny moments like Jojo and the eyebrows, um, Anita and her butch lifeguard. Um, then we have art coming out of the trash and they're not impressed by that one. Uh, then they're spooked hearing Coco sing her lyrics. Remember when uh, Coco Jumbo was oh on the show? God, and then they were not fond of Electra eating um, her piss and um, that statue eating out the Barbie. Uh, I did notice that in an earlier episode. Um, I really would yes, love to know yes. which one of them did that. Um, but the scariest of them all was was Electra's entrance look. See, it wasn't that bad. Her look is fine. The wig is fine. Her makeup didn't match that. No, it didn't. It was so bad. Terrible. I don't think it was even objectively that awful. So it was all for storyline. They needed to, to pin someone as the bad girl. Absolutely. Or is the worst of everyone else's? Certainly. Yeah. But is it the worst? No. That's fair. That's fair. So how did you feel about the montage moment? Did you enjoy it? Um, I just want to know what was going through their heads when they sat there and they're like, okay, we're going <laughs> to just make faces. We're going to superimpose this video montage over top <laughs> of this. Pretend to think about a time when you were grossed out. So then they could have just really been shady and just put anything in there. Yeah. <laughs> that, we love good editors like that. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it, it was. The siren sounds and it's the last call to win it all. And Rue arrives and con- congratulates the girls for getting to the grand finale. Rue tells the girls that they have to show what they really that they really want it. So they will be collaborating with Rue on the song I'm a Winner Baby. They will write a solo verse, work with Lance Savali to choreograph the number. Then they will join Rue and Michelle for a light lunch and deep dish. Have we like retired the podcast? Are they done with that? They haven't had a new episode since that hasn't aired. They have not aired a new episode of the podcast since the week that the pandemic was announced in the United States, which was like the 19th of March, 2019. Right. Because we discussed that um, uh, for the finale or the episode before the finale of season 13. Why can't they bring it back? There's no reason not to need to be back. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Too many podcasts out there. Everyone listen to block talk instead. Rue decides to bring a message from a dear friend who wants to wish them luck. Say hey to Dame Olivia Newton-John and Chloe Latanzi. Um, hey, Tom, who's Chloe conf- Latanzi? Her daughter. Daughter, yeah. Yeah, but do casual so, okay, people just so know that? Not in America. In, in Australia, they do. She, she's actually a big name down there. Is she? I will be didn't honest, she I did do, not like, know that that was her... <laughs> I did not know that was she- her daughter until last Yeah. Week. <laughs> Didn't she do Dancing with the Stars or something? I didn't watch Dancing with the Dancing with Some Stars. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, I'm I'm I cannot confirm or deny those reports, Michael. But yes, yes, she is her daughter. Um, but yes. for me, that was the moment I was like, oh my god, confirmed Olivia Newton-John lip sync for the finale. Yes, here we go. We'll get to what. Um, no, it was a good does not song. confirm anything. <laughs> Fucking sure Danny and, and Kylie were there. When we got they, I'm that bitch. Yeah, because they 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 fucked up somehow. I can't I mean I need the backstory on that one. But how 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 Olivia Newton John looks okay, right? I mean, she's, she's aging. Um 
No, yes, she is, but she also has had so many bouts of cancer. She is a That's true. very strong survivor. She looks incredible. She she did look good. Her and her daughter is was very tan. She was, looked very pretty. Um, Olivia Newton John is yeah. also seventy two years old. So really, she's seventy two. Damn. Yes, she was born in forty eight. Wow. All right. All right. All right. She looks fantastic. Well, Olivia's words of advice is to keep spreading love, joy, and laughter because as entertainers, you have to believe we are magic and nothing can stand in our way. I love that. I loved how corny she got using her her own lyrics for that. Um, But she couldn't even say it with a straight face. That's what made the moment so magical. Um, But Chloe's advice is good luck and don't fuck it up. Do, Do we think that all of these video cameos if they were able to film in Australia like they wanted to, these people would have been physically on the show? Yes, certainly. Damn, that would have made this season better, wouldn't it? We would have we would have had an exciting season because they would have had yeah. fire and inspiration. Oh my God, Taika Waititi was just here. He's directing me on this acting challenge instead of green screening in for a mini challenge. Right. And he was, I feel like he was pre-recorded. He was oh, not fully was. pre-recorded. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like Miss Piggy, but we'll, we'll get to that one on a different podcast. So it's time to start writing some lyrics. Scarlett's lyrics just came out of her. She's really happy with hers. And Karen has decided to write two sets of lyrics. One was coming from her boy self, but she wanted to write a Karen verse for all the other girls. As Art says, darling, they're dead, move on. I thought this was quite funny. Um, and I didn't expect Karen to get like the dodo edit here, but they just didn't make her look good. And she didn't help herself look good in this entire episode. Has she ever? She's, yeah, episode one. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long season for her. Art is going to keep encouraging her to go down this path because it will lead to her advantage. We, we love a strategic queen. Kitta is going to sing her verse. Is she a singer? Well, she loves singing, and so do I, um, because my shower loves to hear me sing. Are, are you two singers? No. No. <laughs> no? I used to no. be. No. What happened? Um. Honestly, the real answer is that I was not vocally healthy and ripped my voice to pieces. So now it's just oh, gone. Oh, no. It's okay. That sucks. Yeah, I got really sick and was screaming through it. Um, literally just yelling because I couldn't be heard because I needed to speak and work. Um, Damn. And now it's gone, but it's okay. I also don't like rehearse or practice or do anything to make it better. So it's not anyone's loss. That's fair. That's fair. So no Broadway. Um, here you come. I mean, I guess some people on that, on those stages, they tread the boards with less vocals than Karen from finance, as we shall find out. <laughs> that is so <laughs> true. Kitta is going to take the audience on a journey, and she has proven she can write sick rhymes and spit them. Um, she is getting a very good edit so far in this episode. Um, at this point for me, I think it was between her and Art uh, with the winter vibes. Um I, as as much as Scarlet was a contender, I, I I think 
the show realized once that um, those words came out of her mouth, it was over. She signed her death warrant. It's one of those things that I wonder what they were thinking because Chloe and Olivia, who do you think should win? Art goes, Scarlet. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously they all knew. They all knew. Mm. Ruben already called her out by mm. that point. But they also knew when they were home. This is not new news. Right. This is not far away in the past. But she did right. win three challenges and the judges loved her. So it wasn't... Yeah, it's true. I, I, th- I mean, I she mean, obviously is a... there's a filming that she was crowned. Right. I mean, and she is a good drag artist. Like, you can't deny it. She's just a dumb person. Oh, my God. Look at that face. You, she you disagree. She's ah, I think so. Skinny. Okay. Okay. Great. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, who is ready for unsolicited advice, Michelle and Rue? Now streaming on your favorite plot, pod course platform. Um, they are going to be competing with a new Block Talk spinoff called Boy Advice with Russell and Tom, where I whine about boys and Russell and Tom share their tips that are always opposite from each other. Um, that that's going to be a fun podcast. I'm the Michelle. Congrats, Tom. Your room. No, you can be the Rhoda. <laughs> I'm the Mary. I have For two episodes left of. There. I have okay, so I I have two episodes left of watching uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show, and I kind of don't want to do it because then it means I've watched it all, and I don't want to leave my friends. I love them all so much. That's exactly how I feel about the nanny for like the fourth time. <laughs> like, uh, there, I mean, you, we can always go back, but like it, once you finish it the first time, then it's like actually over. But uh, maybe, maybe I'll do a whole new podcast series on Mary Tyler Moore. It's such a good show, very good show. I'm so tired. What other podcast episode to do? Oh, another one today. I mean, I'll just talk about podcasts. <laughs> Listen, I have to be active at some point. So Scarlett is the first to sit down with Rue and Michelle, and they're both happy to see her because they are very much Team Scarlett. Um, Rue points out that she has the most wins out of anyone in the competition, and she calls her a goer and asks where that come from. And Scarlett says her mom, she is a single mom and she looks up to her. Scarlett says her biggest challenge was the emotional part and not being able to talk to the people you love the most, but she has gotten through it by having a package from her partner that was filled with letters from all the people in the world who matter the most. And she's opened one a week. I think that was a really cool, smart thing to do um, to make you feel like your part, your, your family is still part of you as you're filming. Um, how, how, how did you think about uh, that strategy of getting those letters? Would that have made you feel worse or do you think it would have been comforting if you were in that situation? I mean, I've, I've packed several a girl for the race um, and they, the majority of them, I've said, you know, open this one at this time, open this one week two. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling down, open this one. You know what? As soon as they got on the airplane to fly to the filming location, they opened all of them. So I don't believe. No. Her. I think that I think that she probably got lonely and was like, "I'm gonna open this one." And she didn't open one a week. She didn't get just eight letters. She has more than seven friends and a mom. <laughs> That's true. She? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Does she? Um, well, she's got a lot Should of she? fans now. Mm. Um, only fans. 
Tom, how, mm. would you would you um, appreciate letters from home? Uh, I feel like it would be all. Uh, I would take that personally as being very forced and scripted from the okay. people in my life. Oh, I need to all write right, him right. something that makes him feel good about himself. Oh, you agree. <laughs> Love you. And then I read it, like, be like, "Oh, thanks, thanks, mom." Like, yeah. Yes, mom. I know you have to believe in me. You're supposed to. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's 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 interesting because obviously that those were personal letters that she opened up in the hotel room that we didn't get to see. But we had a really fun moment on Drag Race UK when the the queens got letters from home. I think we should adopt that strategy and let us see that because that's when we really get to see the backstory of these queens. And mm. and it's it's at an appropriate time and the mothers know what they're writing for because exactly you no know, B- the BBC was like, Hey, Tace's mom, we're writing you because <laughs> Tace is amazing. She's not going to win, but gas her up, make her feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tace. She's, do- she's doing fine. That entire cast is doing Rich very Chase. well for Rich themselves. Oh, well, Rue offers the chance for Scarlett to ask her and Michelle anything. And her question is, very appropriate, how to prepare for what comes after. And let's be real, this was a very important question for Scarlett as she is going to have a very, very, very difficult journey. Rue says, don't let the ego part of the inner saboteur that will lead her down the road that will lead her to destruction. And don't read the comments. Keep yourself in check and don't listen to the noise. Do you think she's listened to that advice? No. No, no. I mean, how, how, how could you? Given the circumstances, how could you not want to read the comments? And like, it, you have to want to read them, and you can't even have like a friend read them for you and then come back to you and be like, "So what do they say?" Um, it, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a very difficult journey for her, but I I have this weird feeling we're gonna see her again. I just know we are. RuPaul forgave her. On international streaming television. Mm-hmm. She's not going anywhere. If she was, she wouldn't have an OnlyFans. She wouldn't have Instagram. Yeah, it's true. Scarlett um, has to get into a course. That, yeah, no, Scarlett has to get into courses too. She's not, she's just going to take a smell of the candy. Um, yeah. Uh, very interesting talk with Rue and Michelle there. We didn't get anything out of this. And I think this was a signal that Scarlett was out of contention to win the crown. Um, nice girl, but yeah, she was done back in the workroom. The girls play let's be each other. And they stand behind the clothing rack with their performance looks. Karen does a very good ketamine impersonation. Um <laughs> Too bad we didn't get a puppet challenge because I think this cast would have done that so well. But they wouldn't have shown up to us well. Major gripe is that all of these girls are, as Michelle likes to say, Australasian. Um, and they're all, I mean, you call people cunts for fun, which I do too, but it doesn't have the same effect because I don't have a cute accent. Um, and so they would have been <laughs> evil and, and so you loving. you think I have a cute accent? Yeah. Ah, yes, you do. <laughs> um, but you Michelle, can't. And, <laughs> it would have it wouldn't have come off properly. They don't know how to showcase this tongue-in-cheek, taking the piss, like nasty humor. 
And everyone yeah. been like, they were so mean to each other. Yeah, they were. That's the fun. It's also puppets. Everyone loves puppets. Yeah, it's true. Um, Kitta is not doing a great art, and art is just making the signature noise of Karen from finance, which sounded like a seal. I don't know what that noise was, but... Um, Would you like to Kitta's make it for us, Michael? I, I do not. I, I, if, if it was a later podcast, perhaps. No, I, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. But okay. Kitta's okay. impression of Scarlet... Um, Ooh, my name is Scarlett. I'm really good at being on the pole. That was pretty accurate. She only accurate. said that because she wasn't in the room. You think? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure they're afraid of her. Why? Because she's going to parody them and make them look like an idiot. Fair. That's like, fair. Oh, okay. I watched this on TV and you hated me and you didn't want me to win. So now I'm going to make fun of you and turn all 12 of my fans against you. <laughs> Wow, you hate Scarlett Adams so much. I just don't think she should be given a platform. That's fair. That's valid. But RuPaul's going to give it to her. RuPaul already gave it to her. It's true. That sounds wrong. Art visits Michelle and Ru and immediately gets reminded she was eliminated, but she's now in the final four. Art has learned that sometimes it's okay to not be in control. And as someone literally going through that in my life, it's not. It's fine. Um, no, it's not. It's not at all. You have to be in control of everything. So I um, think this just it will just leads you to madness if you're not in control of things. So Rue says that art is the breadwinner, and that's a lot of pressure. Art says she flourishes and thrives and likes helping people. But Michelle is like, I'm going to stop you right now. And I'm like... This felt weird. This felt like a very, very pointed conversation on Rue Michelle's side. Michelle tells Art that she's funding this. She needs to pay her bills. Running 10 drag shows needs to stop and think, who is taking care of me? And Art can't answer that. Um, Neither can I. But Art says that it's never been pointed out as a negative attribute. But Michelle says that the only negative is she is going to burn out. You have you you gave so much, but you're going to be on empty. She tells Art that there will be a time in her life that she's going to enjoy having someone look out for her and take the pressure off and say it's okay that you can't do everything. It was a lot. That was that was a, a hefty conversation. Have you either felt like Art Simone before? Constantly, oh, we're yes. both Virgos. <laughs> yeah. But also the, the conversation felt hollow because it never we never found out who art is supporting. I'm the breadwinner. Exactly. For whom? I don't yeah. think we need to know, but it didn't feel genuine because it just didn't seem explained. Right. Perhaps that would have been on episode um, three that she wasn't on. Uh, yeah. It, it, no, they it, just it cut was, it out. Yeah. Yeah, because it didn't. It wasn't going to work with the overall plot of the season. Um, but no, it's it was a very interesting conversation, and for me, again, it was it was hard to hear to hear two television personalities tell me what I sh- should listen to, and all my friends tell me the same exact thing. It's true. It's true. It is so true. Um, But it was a very grounding moment for Art, even though we, as the audience, didn't have anything to attach it to. We haven't seen her have emotion like this on the show 
because art is always on, art is always performing. There is a character, there's a persona behind art. Um, Rue says that if the way she exists is through other people, and if you if they need you, then you exist. I needed to hear this um, on the show because that's really how I'm feeling. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a fine conversation. I think this was really only here to make the audience think art still had a chance of winning. Thoughts? No? I mean, I think that they could have definitely crowned art, but they mm -hmm. chopped away a lot of what we saw because obviously we saw this incomplete conversation. Right. And, and then they had to re-edit the whole show after they realized that, oh my God, crowning this monster would be probably a bad idea, even though we gave her three wins on purpose. Mm -hmm. They made sushi yeah. again. That's true. Art passes on the Jaffas because they might be too big for her mouth. Um, Jaffas. What are Jaffas? A Jaffa. It was very uh, hilarious watching, listening to RuPaul constantly trying to say Jaffa as Jaffa. <laughs> um, but no, a Jaffa is a... Isn't it like a Cadbury egg? No. Um, no, it's like it's like it's a it's chocolate in the middle with like an orange flavored outer, but it's hard on the outside. So it's like a round M and M, but larger, like maybe the size of a dime. Um, okay, round, and it's orange flavored outer with a chocolate center. Now, do you all not have Tic Tacs down there? Yes, we have Tic Tacs. So why did they do Tic Tacs? Or was it because uh, Jaffas are uh, more Australasian? Why doesn't Paul say Australasian. hello, hello, hello when he walks into the workroom down under? <laughs> good day, good day, good day. not going to eat Tic Tacs. It's a point of cultural difference. But they didn't they have Tic Tacs in the UK? Yeah, but what else? What are they going to have there? Fish and chips? That's a real meal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess the UK doesn't really have snacky type things. I don't know. No, they don't. Um, they they just eat fish and chips. But thank you for uh, telling us what Jaffa's are. Um, when you when you come visit us, can you bring us a couple so we can try them? Like just a couple, yeah. I won't bring you a whole just, bag. Just, yeah. I'll just take a few yeah. out of the bag and please, bring them to please, you. please, please, please well, do. By all, and more, also, by all means, yes. um, I'll bring you a bag. Bring, I can't have any. Uh, just don't bring the Vegemite. I will not have it. I will not try it. Gross. It's, Russell, have you ever had Vegemite? Um, yeah, it's not the worst thing. It's, yeah, you have just have to eat it correctly. Like, yes. you don't eat it like Nutella. You wouldn't just eat it, like, with a spoon, no. <laughs> no. Ew. Okay, fine, fine. And well, don't think of it as yeast spread, because that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I know, that was so gross. Karen's turn to go visit Rue, and Rue tells her she looks so beautiful. Karen lost her mother when she was 14 and Rue points out that she looks like her mother. Um, even Aren't though Karen is not... Huh? Weren't they out of drag during this interview? Yeah, but I guess Rue yeah. saw the photo on um, the, 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 the mirror. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, well, I just uh, watched it. 
Uh, Karen is not based on her mother, but she was a bookkeeper, um, but she invokes the female energy that she instilled when she was younger. Karen says she feels boxed in on the restrictions she puts on only playing a finance worker, but it's a fun challenge because she has to look at everything through her eyes. Rue and Michelle say she did that last week with Karen from Bondage, and they seem to love that. Is that a is that a problem from Karen for Karen from Finance by putting herself in a box for a persona for a character? I think that always ends up being an issue for queens on the show, though, because like if they put themselves too much and only do that one thing, like that's where the issue mm-hmm. is. You know, it's always the thing: find you and apply that to every challenge and find the version of you that exists in all these different things. But Karen wasn't able to do that. Karen wasn't able to do anything. Let's be real. She walked out in one good outfit in the first episode and like the outfit itself wasn't even actually that good. It was just a dress and she had some toilet paper stuck on her shoe. It was really fucking funny from an Australian Mm -hmm. point of view because that woman exists at the Melbourne Cup every year. Um, And that was it. Karen from finance, Karen from buy Nance, like get out. Yeah, you, you don't ever want you don't want to see someone from finance. That's fair. You don't want them to so, do well. You want you want corporations to go down, stick it to the man. So you you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You're already down. You're down under. You're right. <laughs> um, so you don't want to see a show created with office workers. Karen on the last show I watched with office workers, they were all locked in their office building and they had to kill each other to get out. Concept? Wow. That sounds fun. It was a great movie. Rue thought she was going to say that she was going to build a theme park based on Karen from Finance. And I have to say, watching that, I was a bit triggered because I have been discussing my brilliant idea of a drag theme park. I think it would be incredible. Um, are you on board for my drag theme park? Can you give a brief summation of what that looks like? Okay, so there's gonna be, you know, have like a carousel, but instead of sitting on horses, you're gonna be sitting on like lipsticks and compacts and heels. Um, okay, but what about for the adults that want to visit the park, not the children? Uh, there's gonna be a roller coaster and it's going to be great. Um, I have a whole whole list of things. Um, well, I'll, I'll sh- uh, I don't want to share it on the podcast. I'll share it after because, like, I don't want anyone stealing my brilliant idea. Yeah, but, but Thomas and Finance, uh, he can pull the investors, and you've given us nothing. That's true. That means and, nothing. And you, and you know what? That that's what my shirt says. Um, that's true because I could build it in Australia because Australia really needs a good theme park. Are you coming for Australia's theme parks right now? I totally am coming for Australia's theme parks. As a theme park connoisseur, and once- it's 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 okay, it's bye. it's a little lacking. <laughs> look, look, but, you um, know, sure, up the ante. Yeah, I mean, where where would I build it in the Gold Coast? Is that where most of them are? Uh say yeah, that's where most of them are. But I think that we need to um, move on from the Gold Coast. Okay, so where else can we go? Um, should, I, should I go to Perth so I can go visit Scarlet? No, 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 no one goes to Perth. Um, build it in Sydney. You know, we've got yeah. a wet and wild now. Um, we've got the aquarium. We're the only city in the world that's showing Hamilton at the moment. 
Well, actually, that that's is, a lie. That is we're true. not showing Hamilton at the moment. It got cancelled. That yeah, um, that's that's. <laughs> it's also true. But weren't yeah. you supposed to see a musical soon? Yeah, I, I I was, and I did, and it was Hamilton, and it was two weeks ago. Oh wow, time flies. Was it good? Did you love it? I did. I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm, learn myself some American um, history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here, here's another great thing that's going to be at the theme park. Um, you know how Disney has the Hall of Presidents? Is it the Drag well, Race Hall of Fame? The Drag Race Hall of Fame, and it's going to be audio animatronics of all the winners. Why can't it? Why are we? Why are we limiting it to just Drag Race? What about the Dragula monsters and the drag icons that will never be on Drag Race? Okay, we can do that. We can have everybody. Um, and you know how, like, you have like the 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 um, the Disney characters like walking around. And you can take pictures with them. Well, there's going to be like cartoon versions of the of uh, the drag stars, kind of like the Nina West. Um, uh, cartoon uh, plush person that she has. It's going to look like that. So you can take pictures with all the, the, the queens. It'll be great. Russell's well, as, like, please as, stop. As the uh, wonderful philosopher from season six, Gia Gunn, once said, there's room for everybody. It is so true. It is so, so, so true. So true. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Karen is going to pass on the Jaffas also because she had a big salad last week. Um, and we're back in the workroom and Art is shell-shocked um, and has a box of tissues because she is a- emoting. Um, Art and Karen have a heart-to-heart and Art is upset because outsiders can see that she's not balanced and that's not good. Um, again, as someone going through a similar situation when other people are able to point it out so easily, it's time to do some personal reflection. Art says that she just isn't letting people in because she has been let down by so many people. Karen says that you don't need to let everyone in, but be open to the concept of letting the right people in at the right time. Um, yeah, I mean, believe me, it's, it's hard when one person betrays your trust. You assume all people are going to do it, even though it's absolutely not true. But this is the vulnerability the judges are looking for. Unfortunately, it came in the last episode. Um Again, interesting that this was put into the episode. It's it's difficult. We don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you both of you know, but it's when depending on when they edited and when they recut and remixed and rejazzled everything. I think they had to have known that they kind of put together a semi lackluster season. Was it terrible? No. Was it bland? Yes. So they had to inject some like feeling and heart and some pathos into the into the finale mm-hmm. of all places <laughs> because we right. didn't like really care about any of them. That's why we didn't want anyone to win. Like it was just That's like fair. okay, well, all of them are here. Some of them did well. Do you think it's because of the casting process? That didn't exist. No. Exactly. Um, I think it's because uh not crave stan fumbled a little bit Mm -hmm. i just think that the production was very interesting they didn't like they didn't try or they didn't try to do their own spin they tried to cookie cut it yeah that's fair It it was very much a copy and paste season which is such a shame because all of them are very talented most of them are very talented 
most of them. <laughs> well, now it's Kita's turn to join the duo as the last Kiwi left standing. Um, she's yes and no surprise that she's still there. Uh, Rue says she came in with a lot of confidence, but there was a lot of self-doubt. Kita says that she felt like she regressed to the point when she first started drag. Bruce says that the weight loss was a huge overcoming situation. And Michelle says that she needs to deal with the original issue she tucked away. Kita says that her original issue is not being loved. God, this episode was just like speaking to me. Um, it's re again, as we you've mentioned many times about editing and things being left out. Did Rue ever talk to Kita about the weight loss that we saw? No, I think the only time it was mentioned was in the workroom, wasn't it? Yeah, right. when she first came in. And yeah. then that, so the if, makeup in the second piece. Mm. Yeah, so it fe this felt a little strange. Obviously, we as the viewer are aware of this, but we never saw that interaction between the two of them. Michelle admits she's not a professional and says that it's 100% associated with trauma. And as someone who's gone through PTSD from emotional abuse relationship, she's very correct. This is, this is exactly what Kita is going through. She says that her upbringing was hard. <laughs> she says her upbringing was hard as her parents split up and her sisters lived with her mother and her and her brothers lived with her father. She and her father didn't get each other. It got pretty dark. And Ruth says that can be repaired by starting a relationship. The adult you with the child inside. Now things got weird. Um, I didn't like also when Kita hugged herself because that felt very strange as well. It was very, very forced. It was almost like producer on the side. I was like, hug yourself. Do we need to adjust this Rue Michelle and contestant talking section of the show? Or is this Rue still trying to um, get over the fact that Rue does no no longer has a talk show? Uh, it felt ickier that Michelle said, "Well, I'm not a professional. Yeah. We know clearly you're not, and I know <laughs> yeah. that they've gotten a lot of flack that they give unsolicited psychological bullshit advice, right. but they should have just not said that, and it would have." felt more palatable because then you're like well kind of just gave a lot of advice for no reason knowing that you're not a professional yeah yeah because it's, it's it's not like peer-to-peer -peer advice like they are their superiors in a way but yes. for kita this was a light bulb moment rue says this will release the old mechanisms that don't work and kita's like that sounds nice she's ready to release the mechanisms um Rue offers the Jaffas, and Kita says that she can only fit one ball in her mouth at a time. And guess what? She's going to be able to do too. The whole thing. Um, and this is why Kita Min won the show, because she actually ate the treats, unlike any other contestant. Kidding. Joking. Joking. But isn't that like a theory online? Is isn't it? it a joke? I, yeah, because thinking about it, some of them eat it, and I've, I've definitely seen those keyboard warriors oh my god they ate the snack they're gonna win that i will okay listeners if you want to do that research for us um let us know if that's actually a real thing because i don't have the time really to go back and and watch those last episodes and see who ate the treats 
It is choreo time. Uh, Lance is in the building and Art is thirsty. Um, and Kita thinks he's so yum and wouldn't mind pivoting on that ball change. Ew. Karen is a 0.5% dancer. And she can move from one spot to another. Um, that's about as dancey as she goes. Um, as we see, it's actually not a click, Karen. You're supposed to pose. There have been mo most of the songs uh, in the finale go in alphabetical order, but this one is not. This was this is one of those rare instances that they're not going to go in alphabetical order and keep things fair. Kidda will be kicking it off, and she's going to get to do a body roll, and she is feeling very very uncool. Um, how did you feel about Kida and her choreography, working with Lance? I don't remember it in enough detail. Yeah, so maybe that, that answers your question. Yeah, that that's fair. It's always fair. so bullshit. Like, we get mm -hmm. that you're going to misdirect us. We know that they're going to look good at the end. That's Except fair. That's her. fair. Yeah. Mm. Um, Art has a fun part where gets where she gets to pat her nunny. Um, <laughs> is that an Aussie thing or is that a Art Simone thing? Um, I think it's more of an art Simone thing. However, I've heard many, many different words that are close to nunny um, for vagina. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, that's it's not uncommon, I guess. Okay, okay. Because um, she just kept on saying it, and every time she said it, I would just laugh. It's because it just the way she said it was funny. Nunny. Um, but Art is happy to gyrate her hips in front of Lance um, as she says, try before you buy. Karen will be holding a baseball bat and she is struggling. Um, Elvis, the assistant here, is going to dramatically show Karen what she's supposed to do. It's a bit hard for her. He did it very, 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 very well. Um, Art calls her a daggy dad hitting the baseball bat. Um, Lance says she's dancing like a Karen. Do you have Karens down there? Just like we have Karens up here? Of course we have Karens down here. I wasn't sure if you had a different name for them. Mm -hmm. No, it's still Karen. Are we done with Karens or are we going to have Karens for the rest of eternity? Karens will always exist. I see girls, men that I that are my age that I went to school with who were not Karens, who have become Karens. <gasps> oh no, it's, those are the know, worst. Yeah, so I believe the Karen will always exist. The Karen has always existed. We just started calling yeah. them Karen. Yeah, it's true. Kita thinks Scarlet got the easiest part and Lance knows she's the strongest dancer, but there has to be an underdog. So you do that split, Scarlet. Like he didn't know she could do that. Very, very much Gigi Good. I'm not a dancer, but I can do a back handspring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Lance leaves them and Karen has to make it work and suit her character. Um, do we know who Lance was? Is he is he like a famous person or is he just a random I've person? Who... I have never heard of him before in my life. Okay. So he just happened to be in Auckland and available to choreograph. However, he he is he was a Kiwi. Like that doesn't mean just because I don't know who he is. Maybe he's okay. Okay, common yeah, but as, on, as our or, cultural you know, attaché, you should know. <laughs> Me myself. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not up on 
Kiwi choreography. Well, Kiwi it's the big day. Um, Karen asked Kita how her chat with Rue and Michelle went, and this is a good sign for Kita to win. She says she felt amazing, and Rue touched on some blockages in her life. She tells Karen that she moved in with her dad, and they just could not communicate. We then get Karen telling her that when she lost her mom at age 14, she had fan energy and she was left with football loving boys, causing her to feel like a loner in the house. She has been independent, even though it isn't necessary. Scarlett has never met her dad, but when she was 16, he tried to get in touch with her. But when he found out she was gay, he never spoke to her again. Art shares that a similar thing happened to her when she regained contact with her father during her teenage years. And when she was on the front page of a newspaper, he ceased contact with her. She laughs at it because years later, she is on a national ad campaign and has to hear her on the radio and see her on buses and now on national TV. Art says that asking for help, she felt that asking for help was a sign of weakness and is drilled into them that men uh, ha- aren't supposed to but being a queer person they are more way more vulnerable and it's more dangerous but there's power in realizing that you are who you are as a person it was interesting that we got this family talk so late in the game because usually this moment is always safe for kind of like how do you feel are you excited are you ready but is that the key to getting on drag race to have um, some family drama in your life no look at manila Manila even said, I have a happy family. Everyone loves me. Well, I don't know if she said that, but <laughs> I'm loved. Yeah. And yeah, that's fair. That's a great family experience that we know of. Mm-hmm. Right. So does Rose. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Rose has the best family ever. And Jan. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I like, I like being debunked here. Also, I just did quick research. Lance Savali. Um, is a professional dancer not known for his choreography. He's performed with Jesse J, Brandy, J Lo, Chris Brown. Um, he, if all those world of dance lovers, Paris Goble, um, it, it, he's he's part of her crew and part of her studio. Anyway, okay, cool. So he is a, a, a semi big deal. Cool. That's good to know. Yeah, no, um, oh, cool. Um. Kita says that the P- these people are survivors and she looks up to them as entertainers, these people meaning the rest of the queens there. Um, but shit we go through makes us so strong. Kita says this experience was so much more than she can imagine. It's more than just a drag competition. Now it's showtime. Rule on the runway kind of looks fabulous in that chocolate brown gown uh, with that frizzy blonde hair. Um, do you remember it? Do we like it? How did how- did Rue finally get to look good this season once Raven got out of quarantine? I thought Rue looked great several times. Yeah. Not not drop-dead gorgeous every time. But That's true. I mean, those wigs have to travel. It's true. Um, Michelle looked super gray this week. I don't know what was, what was happening with her hair. It's also very funny to now... It's funny to go back uh, to watch All Star Six when she was less gray. So it's like we're going back in time. Okay, fine. I promise you, because you could see it coming off of her off of her actual hair. It was like lifted, and I was like, "Oh, Oh, so you put a fall on." Fair, fair. Uh, Reese has a shiny blazer. I'm gonna miss him. I liked him. 
And Cheryl did a yeah, Race. <laughs> <laughs> no, I very much enjoyed Race on the series overall. He did very yeah. well. I was very impressed. Um, and are you saying that because I think um, prior to that? Are you are you saying that because you're from the same town? Um, no, but <laughs> short. <laughs> uh, I, I like I firmly believe, and I'll say it many times. I will, and it's not because he's a fucking twink. I think he is the best uh, judge on all this uh, international shows, and and that and and the American version too. I think better he than is just... Nicole Byer. No, no, of of like of the main cast. So of like Alan Carr, Graham Norton, um, Ross Carson. I guess you can include Stacy Brooke. Lynn in that as well, and, and not Jeffrey. Better than, better than uh, Pangina Heels. That's a different conversation. She's now a contestant, isn't she? No, um, we don't know anything. Oh, right. I, I forgot. We don't know anything yet. Uh, she's just going on a tour of America to remind people who she is. Yeah, she does that like every two years. That's true. Her agent Yay, Sky Casper. Lives, yeah, like, Sky lives in Connecticut. Of course, he's going to bring her over. It's true. Um, but yeah, I love Reese. I'm going to miss Reese. I think he was really funny. His one-liners were really great. Um, I think the BBC three, uh, Instagram account had a whole compilation of his best one-liners and I watched it and left every single time. Very good. Very good. So the challenge this week is I'm a winner, baby. Um, are we ready to discuss it? Do you remember it? Yeah. 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 I movie clip show that was I'm a winner, baby. Yeah. Um, off the bat, I have to say the editing was very helpful to them because you could see that their missteps were hidden. And there were a lot of them. It was messy. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think they all looked really strong, very confident um, individually. Let's start off with Kidamine. I think she did that. She sang and looked sensational. Her lyrics were very simple and triumphant, but Nothing special, to be honest. How did you feel about Kidda's verse? She sounded great. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was. It was. It, it was a good start to the song. Yeah. Yes. Art. Definitely. Art looks like classic art. Um, I still love that hair, even though I've seen it a thousand times on her Instagram. Um, but she really is a true national treasure, and I think she had one of the better lyrics. Um, a to the R to the let me serve you the tea. Show me your shrimp, I'll be your Barbie. I thought that was very she good. She had the best she, lyrics. She did. Yeah, I, I think would, that was the best verse. Yeah. However, I nobody says those... shrimp on the Barbie. No? It's not a she's thing? She's trying to be Australian, and it's not a thing. Nobody <laughs> says that. But I think that's like why me. she said it. Yeah. Like, Americans like, like as that. a very so, much, like, I'm Art Simone. I know this isn't real. All of you other people should know it's not real by this point. But just in case RuPaul laughs. Yeah. Sweet, so really? You y'all don't say that? No, we don't we call them prawns, not shrimp. Prawns? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's made up by Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Is out wait, are you gonna tell me Outback Steakhouse was- isn't authentically Australian? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> What about the Bloomin' Onion? 
Illuminati. There's only one Outback Steakhouse in Australia. That you even where is it? It's probably in Sydney. In the Outback, probably. (laughs) Basically, no, it's in um, Penrith, which is like the. It's far from Sydney CBD. Not Cooper Petey? No, not quite Cooper Petey. No, no. No. I just love that. I remember that from that brilliant movie that is Priscilla. Can we also talk about Keita's performance look? Yes, we can. It was bad. What was she wearing in the performance? It was not intentionally Mm -hmm. bad, um, but it definitely... Definitely, uh, it didn't really. I liked it. It was great on a mannequin. It would have looked beautiful, but she had this like, like corset moment piece sewn into the bodysuit, and because Mm -hmm. of the way that she proportioned her body, and she she looks amazing all the time. So it's not like I'm not fat shaming anyone. I'm not body judging, but like the breast like measurement wasn't large enough to offset the waist so it just looked like a smiley face with the the bikini pieces and then that's fair beneath the corset it just looked like it was riding up even though it's sewn in (laughs) um and so then the panty part it looked like a giant mouth (laughs) oh god i have to i have to go back and see this i i didn't notice beautiful costume it just was like you could tell that the designer or I, I could imagine that the designer sewed it together and sent it to her and then she said oh it fits but it doesn't fit the way that a nude illusion bikini would like fit on a real body sure 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 okay that checks out that makes sense um well since we're talking about costumes we discussed art anything any thoughts on arts um colorful look no it looks like she takes acid and puts together dragon that's great Right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Karen said, "Rhythm? Nah, we're not gonna do that." Um, she looked like she was ready to, for a disco, but what was Karen thinking? What were those lyrics? What was that verse? What happened there? I think Karen had already realized that, that she was no way going to win this competition. So I tried to make a nice fluffy verse that maybe was like lovely and positive rather than being fierce if she didn't look like a dickhead coming out being like, yo, I'm Karen from finance. I'm going to slay you all. Walking in tonight. Not. Yeah, this is Karen from finance walking in tonight. Um, Are you watching it right now, Tom? I just had to get it up to look at the outfit skin. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, and it it was a cop out. Listen, we have heard queens not do uh, a, a rap and, or sing. Sasha Valor is a great example, but she still made it work for the song. Karen just didn't do that. And I can't Karen believe that she literally just spoke over the music. Right. I, and I can't believe that she doesn't know how to put something together. She clearly did it earlier in the season. The, it, it, it was a train wreck. It was an absolute train wreck. I don't understand why whoever the music producer was that was sitting there while they were recording didn't say, hi, you're out of time. You're, this isn't meshing at all. Yeah. And I don't think that they were strapped for time and there was no time limit. I don't know if they had someone 
film with them or not film with them obviously because we film with them but like record with them right because we didn't get to see that usually we do get to see that segment um but we did not have that moment um yeah speaking of which strap for time art simone put on her story the other day that after they stopped were finished filming they were stuck there um for another two weeks because of the bubble restrictions um so she posted a uh, story i guess last night that they went to um caluzzi uh to see a show and they all would be like incognito well art someone's been been putting some interesting things on her social media and taking anything you want to share um just the fact that she someone is alleging for her that someone posted on her account and was taken down that they lost footage to her elimination and filmed her lip sync three times. Mm, Which yes, I don't I did say that disbelieve, but I know that they did not lose footage. Yeah, yeah I don't that's think not, you, you, you don't really lose, lose footage these days. It's not, right. not one reel of film it's anymore. <laughs> it's digitally backed up yeah. and it's, it's recorded, but I, I would absolutely understand if they filmed the lip sync three times. Not because... <laughs> They needed her to win, but if they didn't get the proper angles and it's it's a very wordy rap. I mean, Coco yeah. obviously destroyed her every time, but if you were like, hey, can you redo this part? I mean, they picked up uh, India Farah a couple times. They're not going to not film their front runner going home in the best way possible so that when they bring her back, they can give her, oh, wait, they did not give her any challenge wins. Huh. <laughs> um, Scarlet. Looks beautiful. I think she showcased herself well. Um, does she really want to be the Wicked Witch from the West, though? Is that the lyric that you want to define yourself as? I thought that was a really clever lyric. Like look, it was clever, you know. With I'm not supposed to like her. I thought that was fun. I I didn't hate Scarlett's lyrics. I thought that they were, yeah. You know, she fitted the brief of the song. Like I agree as much as Art did. Like yeah. I mean, she she's, did reuse. I don't like her, but she did it right. The red thing. Yeah, she reused yeah. personality, um, but it, when it works, it works. I'm going to say something, and you're both probably going to disagree with me, but I think that this song is a top ten drag race finale song. Are you fucking kidding me? Top ten. Am I allowed to say fuck? You can say fuck. Oh, yeah, I think top ten. Haven't there only been like twelve? Well, maybe yeah, not, maybe maybe not just point. finale. I, I would say, like, of all the songs, like, of the song challenges, I would say it's in the top ten. Okay, tell me some that are worse. Worse? Listen yeah, to the podcast where we rank the uh, songs. Um, yeah, but we're here yeah, now. No, I think let's, let's go through them. What's worse? Hmm. Um, oh, I mean, basically... You can't count the two, the two other songs that were on this season. Okay. Um, what's worse was um, To the Moon. That was terrible. No, <laughs> yeah, okay. it just was presented terribly. They sound great <sighs> on YouTube. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, category is was worse. Um, you like Sasha Valour's spoken I, word. I, I don't like... strongly disagree. That I big, big time disagree. I love category is. Um, what, like else? what else? What else? Like that was fine. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know if you would consider it, but I thought the challenge for season twelve was really bad. The finale. Which yeah. 
the um uh Vegas Live. That's not that's not a song. That's a mashup. Doesn't count. Fine. Um, you yeah. don't know. Uh, you don't know me. That was pretty bad from that season. No, it wasn't. Any so of them could have won. No. <laughs> well, I guess I'm gonna have to. Re- we're gonna have to redo this podcast and have see what this panel thinks. Because um, I, um, I'm gonna say it now. I think I may have to switch my number one song, and I'm really disappointed that I have to say that. Because I was so. You're saying this so... is your number one song. No, number no, one no, 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 no. No, no. Number one, my number one favorite song written by the Queens is probably "UK Hun," and I didn't think I'd ever. I didn't think I would ever say "Break Up by Bye" was number two. With "Read You Wrote You" being number three. That's for another podcast. Are we ready for some runways? Category is best drag, and in honor, we are going to play "Crown It or Frown It." Oh, I love that. The good variety. Yeah. All right. Art Simone. Look by Passion Couture and Tamara Claire. Hair by Tane by Trent Ashley. Nails by Royal Claws. Um, Crown it. Laguna Blue is on her way to steal this because this was stunning. Um, I think Art really has the versatility to showcase so much. And this look is, I think, absolute perfection. Um. Nothing is wrong with it. The only thing that I had wished she had done differently is ripped off the tool because you know that that peplum skirt is a tearaway. And if yeah. it wasn't oh, absolutely. Passion Couture, 911 emergency, you should have built the tearaway in there. But I, I, I can't imagine she wouldn't have. Um, That's fair. I love the hair, the jewels, the dress. It's such a strong color. I love teal, obviously. Um, The stoning is right. I, re- I really just did not find anything bad about this look. Tom, how did you I feel love- about Art's? Yeah, yeah, I very much enjoy it. It's yeah, she she, she, she looks like a princess, it. and and this is beautiful. Like if you're going yeah. to be crowned the winner of Drag Race, this is what you want to be crowned in. Yeah, hundred percent. And and she she always shows off her tattoos, and they never seem out of place because they're not like um, racial racially designed, um, perhaps, but. <laughs> Also, they're they look beautiful. Like they, they go with the outfit. It wasn't like a halfway up your arm opera glove right. that covers some of them. And it's oh, she looks so stunning. Yeah, this yeah, was gorgeous. Looked, I didn't even I didn't even notice them until you said it just then. Yeah, yeah, like that, I didn't that, even notice part of the at all till just now. Yeah, yeah. Michelle says that she is looking absolutely spectacular. She says her performance was fun and true to who Art is. Rue says it's such a gorgeous dress, and Art is like it's blue and poofy like her. Reese says that often people who come back into a competition don't stay very long, and she broke that mold. She came back okay, swinging, and she puts herself incorrect. in everything she does. Reese who, okay. does not watch any of the international franchises. Kana Warrior, Candy Zionide, both were eliminated made it to the finale. Yeah, it's it's we, everyone just leaves out Thailand. Disappointing. I don't know. I, and then finally, Rue says that she is a perfect representation of what this area has to offer and that she is the future of drag. Yeah, why didn't you give the future of drag a win? Mm-hmm. So, Russell, you crowned it. I'm going to crown it. Tom? Yeah, crown it. The audience was 91% crown it, 9% frown it. 
They must have gotten their finger wrong. Maybe. Um, Karen from Finance. Look by Mr. Frockhard. Hair by Integration. Nails by Ice Cream Nails. Uh, so when I first saw her and saw the green ruffle and purple collar, I was like, why the hell is she dressing like Endora from Bewitched? Uh, then it panned down, and then we saw that it was supposed to look like a business suit as a dress, and it just didn't read well. Um, we obviously saw Lawrence Cheney do something where turning a racing outfit into a dress, it worked. This just didn't because the materials just didn't read as a business suit. And I think that was the biggest problem. Um, the concept needed a retooling. And I'm honestly very disappointed that this was what she would have considered her best drag. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, and it's also for me too similar to the um, makeover challenge outfit that she put herself and her clone in. And yeah. it's not exciting. The colors dull. It looks like she's going to bed and she's a really rich it old man. It looks like a, a dressing gown. Yeah. Yeah. Like she just needs like a cigar and a whiskey. Yeah. I, I think it really comes and down to the selection to... of the, the materials. Yeah. And the design is kind of poor. Mm hmm. It's very Elvis in a non-Elvis way. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. that was the one Michelle Scatrick was watching her in the number was like Karen from Graceland. This look is more of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michelle she also said she loved the... Go ahead. She should wore her pink How's Your Headpiece dress. That was beautiful. Still yeah, not wonderful. Absolutely. Not probably her best drag, but... Getting getting your yeah. looks together in a world global pandemic isn't easy. It's true. Well, Karen from the her critiques, Michelle also said she loved the purple Elvis style jumpsuit. Rue says, "Don't dress for the job you have; dress for the job you want." And that's what she's done. She looks like a billion dollars. Reese says that she has been promoted to the global office. So, really, nothing super positive about her performance besides her look. Um, yeah, this look was terrible. Frown it. Crown. Crown, yeah. Audience, 29% crown it, 71% frown it. All right, Kidamine. Hair by Styled by Esther. Look by Tom and B. Wings by Tectonic Workshop. Okay, listen. I love her so much, but my biggest problem with the fake boobs is matching skin color. And girl, the colors were drastically off because her face was way too pink. Um, pink. And I wish she her face there was it was very pink compared to what her mm. the breastplate was um yes. i wish she would have done a very softer lip but as far as the garment it is exquisite and those wings um they were stunning they were a moment yeah sure but like courtney act did it first like yeah, seven well, years yeah. ago Courtney is a, is a down under first drag superstar. We already knew that. And We're the second and one. I, I, feel, I feel like it's a, like Courtney did it much better than what Kit has done here. Courtney's like outfit, like that she was wearing on that runway, was not dissimilar to mm -hmm. what Kit is wearing here. And at the end of the day, it's just a bodysuit and a big fluffy coat. Yeah, but they do I mean, very different uh, goals. Yeah. Kita is like I mean, the cartoon version. Kita is like what Courtney looked at as a comic book. And she goes, mm. oh my gosh, look at this. And let me make this fashion. Whereas Kita is not at all attempting to make this fashion. Mm. The fashion? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the, the, um, this is this is camp. This is exactly what Kita Mean does. 
Um, but yeah, again, for me, like just 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 look at the color difference. It's so off. Move over a little bit. More. Oh, that is okay. She just looks tan. Doesn't look pink. But Maybe the nude illusion, the nude illusion matches the boobs too. Yeah. But her tights yeah, don't I'm getting arms doesn't match her face. No, no one drag queen, unless they're wearing a full silicone prosthesis, is gonna match everything. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was the my biggest because because the boobs are so prevalent in this look. They they just they were there and it was very noticeable. But Do you think I, I, I still what? Do you think she borrowed Maxi's? <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Uh no. They're not big is... enough to be Maxi's. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Michelle says her voice is amazing. She put her in a box at first and she feels like she's going, she's gone full freaking backpacking moment through Australasia with her. It is a proud moment to see her standing there. Reese says she gave a different look and silhouette every week, all while keeping Kida constant throughout. Like ketamine itself, she is very Moorish. Rue calls her the total package. There is a man in her future who is going to love her like no one's business. And that man is her that was weird i didn't like that either i'm going to crown it because overall it was a good look i know i'm very 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 critical of the look for a color of breastplate what that you almost didn't crown it for the color of her boobs yeah because you're gonna be a winner this this is the image we're gonna see forever I'm very critical. All right, fine. Are you crowning it or frowning it? Absolutely crowning it. Also, I love the wig. <laughs> the wig is fun. The wig is cute. Tom, what are you going to do? TikTok is amazing. Yeah, no, I, 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 contrary to what I did say earlier, I am going to crown it. I, I don't dislike the look. I just yeah. have seen it before. Is what That's I'm fair. That's fair. From it. Audience, 95% crown it, 5% frown it. So they loved it. And finally, we have Scarlet Adams, hair by Wigs by Vanity, look by Scarlet Adams. Shut up, Russell. Let me finish. I think this blush color is sensational. I love her hair in this. I like the styling of it. It's classic. It's vintage. I think it's quite beautiful. Um, I think this is the most gorgeous beat she has served all season. Um I think she is a stunning human. I just wish her inside was as beautiful as her outside. Okay, now you can speak. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. I'm good. Cool. So Vanity did not style this wig. No, who did? Vanity, she did, probably. Vanity does oh. not do flat. This is flat. The well, wig- it, it, on, on her Instagram, she credits wigs by Vanity. Of That's course, why yeah, because that Persian rose color is something that Vanity created. Vanity gotcha. created this blend of that, like, Beautiful dark pink and that light pink together. It's Persian Rose, VixaVanity.com work. Um, her makeup is bad. She looks literally like a toothpick. And I'm not talking about her skin, but she just looks like a one color all the way down. And the tulip neckline, interesting, does not flatter her body shape. And her makeup is bad. And it was so washed out. I wish that they didn't light them so poorly because mm-hmm. it is, it's, it's cute. It's not beautiful. 
Um, the yeah. gown, the, the train is mushy looking. There's no structure to it. I understand they have to pack everything into so many suitcases. Again, I've done it, but there's so much room for improvement and there's so much left to be desired. Like even her performance look was so much better than this. The jewels were bad. Yeah. They were too big. Small hair, huge jewels, mushy dress. Ter- like not great makeup. Could I do better? Absolutely not. And I know that, but also she should know better than to do this like rectangle on her upper lip. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I will say her lips are my least favorite part of her makeup um, because they just are shaped very oddly. Tom, what did you think about this look? We are a tiebreaker here. Uh, look, I don't hate the look. I thought she looked nice. Um, I agree. The top of the shape of the top of the dress doesn't look amazing on her. Um, yeah. Um, look, overall, I think she looks good. She doesn't look bad. I'm taking she from could look yeah. so much better. That's fair. That's fair. Now, obviously, she is a costume designer. This is what she does. Do you think she needs to potentially collaborate with others in order to make herself look better? Yes. This is this looks unfinished. Fair. I That's very fair. If, if she had someone else working on this with her, it could have... It, it looks off the rack. That weird okay. brocade... It should have, I don't know. It just also all one fabric, one textile makes it look cheap. Like it's a beautiful design in theory. I'm sure it looked pretty on paper. Yeah. But she also didn't smile. She didn't look happy. She tried to do this weird sexy Instagram face thing. And you're trying to win a television show. Look happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She thought she was going to win. She sure did. She could have gotten away with it if it weren't for these meddling kids. (laughs) Michelle says her performance was wow. Um, as she says, I quote, tie me up and call me daddy. Um, she goes on to say that she looks like a superstar. Reese says she has layers to what she does without throwing glamour under the bus. Rue loves Perth so much she married a guy from Perth. Um, Rue is extra proud of the fact that Perth could be producing something like her. She has the look. She knows how to perform. She belongs on the stage. I'm obviously going to give, give it a credit. I enjoyed it. I will Tom, also give it a credit. I'm going to it. And it's nothing personal, but I, and nothing personal. Um, I just don't think it's finished. I think it doesn't. That's fair. It To me, in motion, in photographs, isn't, she could do so much better. Mm-hmm. Knowing that she's a costume designer, she has money. She really wanted this. Obviously, the television show really wanted this for her. She could have looked better. Yeah. Well, the audience was very mixed as well. The They were 54% crown it, 46% crown it. So, yeah, those were our four looks. It's time to give advice to the little version of the queens. We always love this moment. Very cute. Art gives advice to little Jack. Uh, she says, as you grow older, a lot of people are going to demand, uh, depend on you for support and help, and you're going to find so much joy in that. However, it's not a sign of weakness to receive help. And if you don't, you won't be able to continue to do what you love and listen to the bloody lady when she tells you to wear a retainer because your teeth are going to move. She wasn't lying. 
I felt like this was just regurgitated what Rue said to her, and she said it because Rue said it. I don't think this was the speech she was practicing in her mirror every day leading up to the crowning. It was very, it was nearly verbatim what Rue said yeah. to her. But wouldn't, okay, so it wasn't the best speech? No. But also, if you knew that the host and creator of the television show had just said these things to you the day prior, would you not repeat them? No, no, I know. Oh. That's, I, I, and that is, I'm not saying it's a, a negative thing. I'm just saying that it felt like that's what Rue wanted and she knows how to play the game. So she's playing, she played the game well. And, and you but have to give her credit for that. It's funny. She, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say that, like, you know, in other seasons, other queens, they touch on and bring up what they have in the conversation with Rue and Michelle. But it isn't. Yeah the entire section of what they're saying. Whereas it feels like Art did not say anything else other than what was discussed with Rue and Michelle. Maybe it was the edit, but that's all we got to see. Like, it just felt like that's all they talked about in their little chat, and then that's all that Art had to say here. Um, yeah, I just felt like there wasn't much I, that I, Art had to say to herself. Yeah, I, I feel like art is very guarded and she has a wall up and that's the that may have been one of the biggest reasons why she didn't excel the way she did. Um, it's because she didn't give the vulnerability the judges were looking for until the very, very end. Um, but at, I, I do think she was smart in giving a little joke with the retainer thing because um, yeah. that's art. She got to be funny. Karen's advice to little Richard um, is when you're a young boy, life is beautiful, it, but it's not always going to feel that way. And when you get older, when you lose the people and things most important to you, it doesn't mean that love is gone from your life. You go on to be a great independent guy with an amazing life and the love that you feel, felt when you were younger, you're going to feel it again. And it's going to come back bigger and better than ever. Not bad. It was cute. Very sweet. <laughs> Uh, uh, someone, someone's having feelings. I just like there. Obviously, there's a formula to win, right? Mm -hmm. And if you know that it, you're not, you didn't do the correct math, and you're not winning. Why not be funny? Is Karen from Finance funny? She's been she is. It's 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 like, one I, of those yeah. things where I think Karen from Finance is a different person than Karen from finance from RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, also I think Katya did not, they set her up for failure. Absolutely. Absolutely they did. And, and especially they they're so funny. They right. fed this idea to the masses, including Ru and Michelle and the rest of the audience that she is the ultimate comedy queen and Maybe she clammed up. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. But like, if you if she she obviously knew she wasn't winning. Why didn't she just write a, a little monologue like she wrote for her fucking Rumix and make it funny? I get yeah. that you're trying to be sweet, but hey, little Richard, wink, wink. That's really funny to me, anyway. When you go yeah, on, I thought Tiger so too. Don't be boring. <laughs> yeah, she could have saved it, but she didn't. All right. 
the advice Kitta gives to little Nick is you're going to go through life and you're going to have a really weird relationship with yourself and you're going to go through things and you're going to get unhealthy physically and mentally and you're going to paint some pretty dark pictures of yourself and it's going to feel like it's never going to change, but you don't give up. Uh, you do get through it. I love you so much. Let's fucking do this. Not rehearsed, but it was genuine. It came from the heart. Did you cry? I cried. I didn't, no. but I also was watching it like three in the morning. So I was not in, in that kind of emotional state. Um, I thought it was good. I, I think that it was definitely accessible. It's definitely relatable to, I think, anyone watching. It's definitely, she meant it. Yeah. And it was also, what would you say to your younger self? And that's something that you would say to your younger self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom, what did you think? Yeah, no, I agree. It felt, it was real. It was real talk. Yeah. Finally, Scarlett's advice to little Anthony. You're going to make a lot of mistakes in your life that you're not proud of, and it's important to own up to them and apologize and learn and grow every single day. You're going to go through a lot of hardships because you feel like no one loves you, but you do deserve love and you are worthy of love and she is proud of you. Lean on your sisters in your community to get you through the tough shit because you don't have to go through it alone. Obviously, this was very coded. We know exactly why she said what she did here. Um, she's apologized in real life. She's apologized in the show. She's apologized here. Is this enough? No. No. Yeah, it's it, it, it's... She had to say this. This was what she needed to say in this moment. There was nothing else she could have said. Um, but it just needed more emotion because it just wasn't believable. Also, though, like, if she had said anything else and didn't bring it up, I'm not saying that she should have forfeit her chance for the crown and she shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. But if she had just kind of been like, oh, my God, little, I don't I think his name is Anthony. Is that what you said? Yeah. Anthony, yeah. Um don't be an idiot or like, you know, you're a star, you're beautiful, no matter what, take a dance class, then people would have ripped her apart even more. And so the penance yeah. was necessary, but also it was kind of half-hearted, but also she's not gonna be like a weepy, sappy person knowing like, I've been no, not at all. racist and I know that it was bad, but RuPaul said it was okay. So <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. That's true. Well, we have one more question. Why should they be crowned down on this first Drag Race Superstar? Here we go. Art believes she should be crowned Drag Race first Superstar because she's been championing the Australasia drag her entire career. With that crown, she will be able to reinvest into the community and she fucking loves drag. Simple, to the point, pageant answer, done. Karen says that people often talk about the next Drag Race Superstar being the future of drag, and she thinks that she represents the future of drag, and the things she can do with the crown and the legacy and having a little bit of extra money would mean a world of difference. A very tiny I, extra bit of money. <laughs> fair. That's fair. That'll get you, like, an extra two gowns, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, her, her answer to me was um, meh, because she was not called the future of drag by anybody. So, 
Kita says everything about drag has molded her to be the businesswoman that she is, the artist that she is, but most important, the person that she is. She will do Rue proud and she will represent the world and art of drag to absolute perfection and she will not take anything less. Again, very off the cuff. This is not rehearsed. She is just saying how she feels. And I think that's rare for these two questions when it comes to Drag Race recently. And finally, Scarlett Adams says, out of all the girls on stage, she has shown that she has extreme. She is extremely versatile. She has won the most challenges, but outside of the competition, she works really, really hard. She's pushed drag into mainstream places where drag isn't seen, and winning the crown would validate all the hard work she has put into the community over the last decade. Tom, what mm-hmm. has she put into the mainstream? Nothing. I didn't know she existed until the promo video of this show. Art is in mainstream. Right. Courtney Act was in mainstream. Courtney Act was in mainstream, like she was on Australian Idol. years ago. Yeah. Then Edna wasn't mainstream fucking 30 years ago. Like, no, Scarlett has done nothing notable to anyone outside of Perth. I don't know, maybe she's big in Perth, but you know, it's easy to be big in Perth. God. So, um, like, but n- it just didn't make sense that she would say that, knowing that she's not even performed in pole in drag ever before. So that her one like claim to on you know being unusual and, and new is not even valid. I yeah. think what she's probably referring to would be her burlesque. Obviously, it, she's incorrect saying she put that in the mainstream drag and burlesque. Uh, but that is what she's known for. She has a lot of um, burlesque titles. Um, but yeah, I, I think her answer again was she she was gunning for the crown and she needed to give the resume out and she gave the resume and it just didn't come off as genuine. Yeah. So I am a bit disappointed that the eliminated queens were not there in the workroom um after the main stage um i have really grown fond of that part of the show um especially mostly to see what they would have been wearing for their crowning moment um do you think this the reason that this wasn't part of it was because of covid and all the restrictions yeah there's no reason. I, I don't. I don't see there being a reason for that, though, based on the way that everything operates here these days. Like, it's not like they would have carted them straight back to Australia. The girls that right. were going back to Australia, um, and because it was only New a Zealand, three-week filming, right? I think something like that. And New Zealand for t- ten months has been existing in a pre-COVID. Yeah, lifestyle everything like they locked down for a short period got it under control and there's just been nothing ever since and nothing's really ever changed so there's no reason for them to not be there because of covid whispers on the internet said that i don't know who whispers is imagine there's an accounting whispers um they <laughs> they brought them to new zealand they quarantined and then they put them in a hotel and then as soon as they were eliminated they packed they filmed everything and then they went to an airbnb to like de-quarantine or quarantine before going back home so i think like in terms of cost effectiveness because they filmed over three weeks 
and that they sent them an, another place so they could quarantine by themselves before going back to Australia, it would make sense that they didn't appear for the finale. If that's okay. true. <laughs> but they wouldn't have had to have quarantined before coming to Australia because they would have had no. to quarantine when they got to Australia is the way it would have worked for them. So, right. unsure. Okay. Unsure. Well, maybe we'll find out the answer one day. Um, but this is the moment that the world has been waiting for. Tonight, the winner will receive a year's supply of Revolution Cosmetics, a stunning crown and scepter from Fierce Drag Jewels, and a cash prize of $30,000. Rue hasn't made a decision because she needs to see them all lip sync one at a time. Itch? No. Um, that's This does not work for huh. me. Um, this works if you know someone likely would beat another person in a lip sync that you want to win. Um, it worked for the season 13 pre-finale. I don't think it works for a crowning. You know when else it worked? The last time they had Australia's Drag Race Superstar on season six. How, how so? Because they filmed two and two. They didn't film all four of them lip syncing. Mm-hmm. They filmed, I believe, it, I don't really know. It was Courtney and Darian and Bianca and Adore. They filmed two versus two and then just mashed it together. And no one really knew that for a long time. And it worked. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That way you can save I your bag and no one can steal it. I like mm-hmm. it. And it's like, yeah, like because really you're still sort of only seeing the same thing anyway. They aren't too many shots of two queens at the same time during a lip sync if like unless they're both doing a death drop at the same time or one of them standing in front of the other one um but yeah i I like this as a little lip sync moment because you know quite often we don't actually get to see everyone lip sync yeah i mean like that's fair but also there there's an advantage if you if you're going last and or first because you do your thing and then you can adjust your lip sync performance based on what has already been happening. Um, Yeah, but they're only seeing it from the back. It's not like they're studying it from the front and they're all hopped up on adrenaline in a cocktail and waiting to become, you know, down under first drag superstar. So it's not as if they're really being strategic about it. They're not saying, oh my God, ketamine, she brought from the first aid kit backstage, a glove onto the stage and she blew it up because she has got the skirt on and she's, you know, she can't really see it all. All right, so let, let's go through the scenario for a second. Based on everything that we know at this point, if it was a top three or a top two, who would have been in, who would have, who would Kita have performed against? Art. Okay. Yeah. I think if they cut it to a top two, they absolutely would have cut Scarlett, but they didn't because they didn't want to cut her. Mm-hmm. I think if Scarlett was against any of them, she would have beat them in a lip sync. Um, obviously, let's go back to Drag Race Holland. Janie Jacquet definitely won that lip sync against um, Envy Peru, um, but there was you could not crown Janie Jacquet over Envy Peru based on statistics of that season, and Envy Peru was the rightful winner. Um, but I think that would have that would have been problematic if if you put um, Scarlet against any of them because she did a very good lip sync uh, as a solo. I thought so. You loved that little squatty potty movement. Based on the song that was selected, absolutely. So let's discuss that. Um, Olivia Newton-John's physical. 
Um, I love that it was a, it, it made it into the season. Obviously, it had to for the finale. You knew these bitches were going to be wearing gowns and dresses to physical. They had Call Me Mother on the f- top four episode of season ten. They were in gowns. Mm-mm. But physical is a, just, just lyrically, it requires you to be camping. And that's why I think Scarlett did so well because she smartly got rid of that, um, the, the, the skirt part, and she was able to really make love to that stage physical. If we think, Tom, what did you think? How did you feel about the song choice? Oh, I think it was a really good song choice because I think it's a, a song that is by a very iconic Australian that's very well known mm-hmm. by a lot of people. Um, and like the only other people, like it would only be like a Kylie Minogue or someone like that. But I don't actually know how well known Ky- all of Kylie's music might be in the US. They would um, they kind of picked the most quintessential Kylie song because there isn't one. And they already did better than mm-hmm. WL, which kind of fit the story. Yeah, you know what song? If, I, if there was another Australian artist who could have fit in this moment, and a good song could have been, it, but I know she's a little problematic when it comes to drag. Is Jessie J could have been Domino? She's from the UK. Yeah, she's not Australian. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, really. And if, oh, and I if she was, was going to be on any Drag Race, she's going to be on Drag Race China. <laughs> True. Okay. Well, I got that one wrong, but. I don't know. Physical just didn't feel right. Obviously, there are other songs in her songbook that um, the world knows. Um, I would have picked Xanadu. That would have been fun. No? Not feeling that one? Okay, fine. All right. Whatever. Or, so, or let, they, I don't know. They could have even, do they have a male vocal? I mean, a duet, really? Did they have a duet this season? I don't think so. They could have done You're the One That I Want. Yeah. Which would have been perfect because it's like, um, If I Was Your Woman was All Stars 2 and I'm Still Standing. It, like They're all thematically like winning songs. Physical, not, a, not for a winner. No. Yeah, not I, that, I agree on that part. Um, but as perform- performances, what, how, did, how did you feel the individuals were? Did anyone stand out to you? I thought Art and Keita did well. Yeah, Art was a the glove fun. moment was funny. Yeah, and she she didn't just make it. She did a fisting joke. She did an utter joke. She did like genitalia joke with it. She blew it up. It was a multifaceted gag. It wasn't just a moment, and it matched her outfit, which was camp. It's true. It's true. Um, Rue has made a decision. The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under is Kidamine. The Kiwis prevail. New Zealand officially is better than Australia. RuPaul has decided. Okay. <laughs> Tom's like, are you kidding me? No, but it's perfect because when Vanity wins season two, now we have a winner from each country. That's fair. That's fair. Um, as Kita says, spread your fucking wings. You can soar too. Let's fucking do this. To wrap up this podcast, I got a couple burning questions. What is the legacy of the first season of Drag Race Down Under? Scarlett Adams. Okay, you think that's that's what people are going to remember? 
sadly. Okay. Tom, how do, what, what do you think it is? I don't know if people will remember. Like, it's kind of like a, a bust case, like lost season scenario. Yeah, I can see yeah. it. I think for me, the legacy is going to be Art Simone. No matter what, it, 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 it all came down to Art Simone and the Art Simone of it all making the season come into question. I still think she should have hosted. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I really do think if COVID wasn't a thing, she would have been the host. But because Rue is fucking bored, that's why she was she went absolutely. down there. No, they they would not have picked it up internationally. Stan would have not have picked it up if Art Simone was the host. They you don't think so? No, because it was it's been announced for like five years. And I think that the network was like, we need we need a host. We need money. Okay. All right. I mean, it's worse in uh, in Canada. They're they're doing fine. Yeah, but you have to have a Canadian host. You can't have a non-Canadian host in that country, according to their uh, FAA or FC or FAC, <laughs> whatever the hell the laws are. That's fair. Okay. Okay. You're right. On it. Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Um, no. My next question is on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate this season? Six. Yeah, like six to seven. I would go a seven on it. I would watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. How does Keter rank amongst the first winners of franchises? Perfectly suited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's on par with the others. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Nat- Natal- Nat- Natalie, Envy, the Vivian, BB, Priyanka. Mm-hmm. She's right in the middle. Carmen Farala. Hey, we don't know that yet. I don't, I listen, that, cool, that season's interesting. Um, yeah, I think I think Kita's a fine winner. I think she's not the standout. And I think, unfortunately, there's we've obviously discussed there's so many factors into her winning. Um, but I think she's a fine winner and she's going to, I hope she gets the respect she deserves. Final question, uh, two more questions. Who will go on to an all-star season, whether it is an all-stars down under or international all-stars? Who are they taking from this cast? Uh, those are two very different questions. Jojo okay, Zaho so- is not going on international all-stars as much as she should. They would never pick her. But you think she would be on a down under all-stars? Yeah, but they're not going to do that anymore. Okay. I think if for an international all-star season, the first call goes to Karen from finance. Absolutely. And Anita. No. And then, and then Anita Wiglet. I call. <laughs> I was going to say Anita. Like, Absolutely. There's a lot of character yeah. and so lovable. Um, Anita and Art. Okay. 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 They want to redeem their Final yeah. question. Will we get a second season? Absolutely. Yeah, I believe I believe so. There are so hosted many- by RuPaul. You can't you yeah, can't I don't think way. Yeah, I think that if Rue didn't do it, it would uh, I wouldn't bother watching it. <laughs> I feel like it would be a cop out. 
if your if your host can't even stick around, why should we stick around? That's yeah. fair. That that's that's very valid. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it, I enjoyed it. I really hope there is a second season because I know there is a lot of talent down under uh, that deserves to get this spotlight and get the stage. Um, I do mm-hmm. hope that when it comes to casting, um, they do a little bit of audition. It needs yeah, to... it needs to be an audition process, and there needs to be a stronger. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but like, there has to be a stronger background check. I don't know um, if you have to hire like a lot of Gen Zers to really dig through some people's backgrounds. They knew but that. They, 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 yeah, how, you didn't have how, to dig hard to find all of that out. Then how did she get through onto the show? Because they asked her. Okay. They knew it would be controversy. Yeah, and like I think, I think overall, Brew was going for a teachable moment. Yeah. A, I fucked up. I acknowledged it, I apologized, we moved on, which is a perfectly okay thing to happen. You know, someone can have a wrong opinion and change their mind and be a better person. And that can be okay. Like that needs to be normalized. Like we can't just cancel everyone all the time. However, yeah. Rue played, played it so that it would work like that. The conversation, everything that Rue said in that episode about it being a teachable moment, great, whatever. Scarlett comes back, said what she said. It was fine, I guess. Um, but just since then, Scarlett has not played her part in it, so it could not play as a teachable moment because Scarlett only really seemed to joke about it from yeah. what I saw and afterwards. It's not even really like our apology to accept because it was not really an apology. It was forgiveness. But even her acknowledgement and all of her post drag race content, we you know we honor the land because it's Aboriginal land and and so on and so forth. It seemed like a cop out. It was like, do make your actions speak louder than your words, and don't laugh and giggle yeah. and cry. Yeah, and she, like she listed all the things that she's done like before drag race even started in remediation work, and everything she said was like good things. I was like, yes, why? Why do we not know about this? Why was why were you not pushing this further? Why were you not leading with this? And why were you doing this six months ago <laughs> as well? Like it's not like it's not something you did when you were 18. Yes, it's something you did when you were 18. But and then continued doing it. And then continued doing it. And she's been called out before. It's not as if it was yes. something that hadn't been spoken about. Everyone knew. Like when she was yeah, first rumored, when she a appeared, everyone was like, oh, the racist one. Yeah. However, I will say that several, um, one of the performances that I can think of that was done by Scarlett has also very similarly been done by a drag race, drag race girl, not from All Stars. And that was kind of swept under the rug. Interesting. No, I mean, I mean, and I think he hasn't apologized actually, so that's different. But yeah, well, yeah, I, I hope the that Rue had her moment. I hope it got her the clicks and the clickbait that she wanted. Um, but I hope where there there isn't this dark cloud over a season two because of one singular contestant, because obviously it it, it really does affect how we consume the show and how we talk about the show. 
um, because I don't know if this is really how we wanted to, you know, end this podcast, but it is going to be fun to see what happens next. Um, the way they're turning things out, I would not be surprised if they start a filming process within the next three or four months. Three or four? No. Uh, at this point, I think we have to be sensitive to COVID because Miss Delta Strain, she's acting up. <laughs> Acting a fool, she's acting right, a right. fool, and and to but, be to be conscientious of, you know, we don't know what's going on, but we do know how serious it is. I think that they'll definitely take a breath, or no, take a break, take a selfie. We'll be right back. <laughs> the live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll we're here. We'll we'll be back to talk about it. Um, I mean, listen, the fact that BBC already announced. Um, uk3 i was like are you fucking kidding me why, why are we doing this already but they're, but they're now they're back on schedule yeah i guess i guess because they had to post postpone two a little bit and that's okay that checks out but well it was a pleasure having you both on where can we find you on social media and in the payment apps if you would like to share those um you can find me on Instagram, Tom Faye with two two Y's, T O M F A Y Y, um, and we don't have Venmo, so fuck my drag. <laughs> um, Russell, where are you? Everyone knows how to find me, but if you're gonna pay anyone, you should definitely donate to Glitz, G L I T S, which is the um, I don't. It's it helps give housing to um, queer communities specifically those of the trans experience um, and they do amazing work. It's gays and lesbians living in a transgender society. Donate to Glitz. There you go. Happy Pride Pride. and I'll talk to you both soon, I'm sure. The biggest thanks to Tom and Russell for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.